Hello, I'm MCJ, Matt Collins-Jones, and welcome to the Power Chat Form episode 6. In today's episode, I talk to two of my favourite people in the community. We speak to Ana Eneres Urita de Souza from Uruguay. We speak to Ana about her love of HR, how she used to be a psychologist, and her travels around the world. And we also speak to Larry Merkles. He is a dynamics and power platform consultant in the UK, has a love of cars, and we speak about the fact that he is the heart of the Badger. So let's get into today's episode. Hello, and welcome to the Power Chat Form. I'm your host, Matt Collins-Jones, also known as MCJ, and today I have two fantastic guests and two people that I'm really happy that I get to chat with today. First up, we have Larry Merkelis. He is what we what we lovingly refer to in the community as the heart of the badger. Um, he works for a company that he'll tell you about in a bit that I just, my mind has instantly gone blank even though I know it. Um, welcome to the show, Larry. Hi. Um, next up, we have Anna Ineres Yurita. Uh, I that was close. It was close to that one. Uh, I, you know, I'll I'll do better in the future. Um, Anna is a Microsoft MVP. Um, she lives in South America. She is a HR guru. Welcome, Anna. Thank you. Hello. So, um, so apologies for the terrible pronunciations of both <laughs> of your names there. Um, I did practice. Um, the practice wasn't very good, um, but I'm really happy to be able to talk to both of you. So how about we do some introductions? Um, Anna, do you want to tell us a little bit about you, um, who you are, where you're from, uh, what you do for a living, uh, that sort of thing? Yes, thank you. Well, uh, I'm going to pronounce my name like it's, it should be. Um, my name is Ana Ines Urrutia de Sousa. Um, I'm from Uruguay. I'm currently living in South America. Um, I'm a psychologist and I'm MVP as well. Um, I joined the HR community like a year ago, maybe two years ago. I started playing with the solution Dynamics for Human Resources. Uh, and six months ago, I joined an amazing company that works 100% in, in the solution. So. Uh, I blog about HR. I work uh, about the, around this this uh, solution, um, and I don't know what else to to tell you. I'm a true leader. That's that's a, another thing from from my end. I, I'm always uh, helping people to feel better and trying to uh, do stuff for others. So that's mainly who I am. You're a very cheerful person. Uh, it's one of the things that I really like about you. Um, you're very encouraging of others and, and bringing out people's smiles. Like you can kind of see me and Larry smiling on this call already, just talking to you. Um, <laughs> the fact that you're a psychologist, uh, you don't tell a lot of people that up front. <laughs> Usually, I think I found out like a couple of months into knowing you, and I was there like, should I have been worried about all the things that I've said to Anna? <laughs> all those times she's asked me like how I feel about my mother and stuff like that. You know, should I have been worrying about these sorts of things? But no, it's all good. You know, you you're very you just you're great at speaking to people, and that's what I really love about you. Thank you very much. Yeah, in in my case, I'm a psychologist, but I never worked like with uh, counseling, so yeah. I've never got the chance to experience that. So I always focus in HR. Um, 
so you're safe. You too, Larry. No worries. We're, we're safe. <laughs> Um, let's move on to you, Larry. Um, so who are you, where are you from, uh, and what do you do for a living? So, um, yeah, what has not been mentioned here on this chat, but it has been mentioned uh, elsewhere uh, in the probably known well in the community. I'm actually uh, originally from Lithuania, and my full name is Laurinas. Uh, instead of Larry, uh, I, I decided to, to use this uh, nickname type of thing uh, yeah. to try and avoid the butchering of my proper name. Uh, so that, that was my own choice. Um, I've been in the in the dynamic space. I have been about getting close to seven years now, I think, six, seven years, somewhere there about. Uh, but I have been in technology all my life. I've, uh, I've actually got an IT degree, uh, and then the, uh, I have worked in the, in the desktop support for quite a few years. Uh, and in, into the dynamics, I got quite accidentally. I got into. Uh, I was uh, changing the job, and then all of a sudden there was some sort of a support job in some sort of application called CRM. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's give it a go. <laughs> yeah. And I did. Uh, I stayed since. Uh, so yeah, I, I work uh, with the. I have started actually quite recently uh, with a with an amazing company HSO. Uh, I am a That's Dynamics three six five consultant there. Uh, and then the, there's, there's uh, some exciting work uh, that is coming my way and then the, quite exciting to, to work with them. Yeah, um, that's that's probably about it for me. Yeah, Yeah. so I, I went blank on HSO uh, and I think it was in, in intentionally went blank on HSO, like, you know, maybe um, subconsciously. Like Anna, like maybe subconsciously, because uh, HSO just got one of my best friends uh, who used to work with me and moved to HSO. Uh, so I think subconsciously I I, I blanked that name because I didn't want to remember it. So, um, but no, they're great for me to work for. Uh, I know my friend's happy over there, so that's all good. Um, so you started talking a little bit, Larry, about you start to apply for a, a job. You've been in Dynamics for about six, seven years. Um, that's kind of like a, a way like a lot of people it's one of the questions that i always ask is how people get into dynamics and how people get into this because it's a very niche thing no one ever goes to you know university thinking do you know what i'd like to i'd like to work in the business application suite of microsoft um so for you it was just a it was a support role that came up you just jumped at it and from there just worked your way up to where you are now yes that that is what happened and uh... I hear quite a few of those stories is uh, people just, uh, oh, I was working in a business and business uh, started using this application and then I started managing this application and all of a sudden I became a consultant. That is a very common story. It's, it's yeah. slightly uh, varying from what we, what I did, but uh, but still in the same spirit, I suppose. Yeah, still the same way. So, so what about you, Anna? Um, how did you go from psychology to Dynamics and Dynamics HR? Uh, well, I always uh, knew I wanted to work, I wanted to work in HR. Um, so before ending the career, my degree, I started working in HR departments as an, as an analyst or uh, assistant. Um, 
at some point I I was working in a company that for me was extra challenging. I didn't like the place, so I quit and I was three months uh, unemployed. And after a lot of interviews and going through a lot of stuff, I found out a company that was Microsoft Partner that was looking for an HR assistant. Okay. I was um, a bit, my, my level was a bit higher than that, but um, I was looking for a job, so I, I applied. Yeah. It was five month uh, only employee employment, yeah. okay. like a yeah. contract. Yeah. yeah. So, but I decided I wanted to join. So I started working there and after three months, the CEO of the company decided that I have the profile that requires to be in projects instead of HR. Um, okay. So I implemented internally Dynamics for Human Resources, part of with support, of course, of a lot of people. Uh, but I was like heading, leading that that project. And after that implementation, I moved into project management. That was a nightmare for me. Uh, and uh, learning and implementing HR with clients, with customers. So that's my path. Yeah, that's uh, that's really interesting. Like I've I've always wanted to be able to just go. Do you know what? I quit. And just go and just find something new. So I think sometimes you hear some of like the best stories in the world from people that just gone. Do you know what? I can't take this anymore. I'm just going to quit. I'm going to start again and let's go find something new. And look at you now, Microsoft uh, MVP. It's MVP in December, is it? First of December, yes. December. Congratulations. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, so one of the things I like to do is I always like to find out what people are working on. Um, do you guys have anything cool that you're working on at the moment or any projects that you're working on? Um, for me, I just kind of done a small proof of concept that kind of didn't end up as a finished proof of concept. Um, I did a, a logic app that was trying to connect like an on-premise database and I learned a lot about logic apps. Um, just a tip it's not just flow uh with a pretty with a not so pretty interface uh, or power automate um so that that's kind of what i've been working on but um larry have you been working on anything cool at the moment anything you want to talk about well uh actually nothing specific it's it's uh, a to a certain degree a bit mundane tasks i i, I was having recently uh but uh, the project that is coming up uh, it is uh, effectively a custom uh, modern uh, model driven app uh, business process application that that uh, we were intending to build for customer and uh, that actually is something that does excite me because it's, it's going to be full on process uh, for for the business and uh, um, i think what what excites me more about it is is trying to utilize the all the new features that uh, that microsoft are releasing yeah. Uh, even even to the point of the experimental features that have been released very 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 recently about the ALM pro uh, uh, process and then the yeah. being being able to actually read the code uh, of the application, uh, although that is not going to be used on this project just yet. Uh, but uh, other features, for example, one of those that I have tried out just the other week was uh, um, a model-driven app. Uh, uh, notifications. Oh, yeah. Uh, I have tried that out. Uh, 
and it does work, but it only works on a mobile device. So there's still uh, a bit to go yeah. to, to to be extremely excited about it. <laughs> yeah, but well, but it's still something new. Yeah. Yeah, Wave One 2021 is coming. The release notes are in like a week and a half. Yeah. So uh, maybe some new announcements there and new toys to play with uh, come February. So, um, Anna, is there anything you've been working on recently? Any cool projects? Um, or do you want to talk about potentially your upcoming move to Europe? I so want to talk first about something that is exciting to me, but it's not a project specific at work. Um, I realized that this year I need to focus a bit more in becoming more solid technically talking because I came from I come from this um, soft side where I know the process I know a part of the solution but I'm planning to understand a bit more and get uh, to dive deeper into entities tables into all the kind of stuff and try to build something. I, I, I've been working with uh, Power Virtual Agents, but I want to create something that's a bit more challenging for myself uh, because I feel like I've, I've reached like a certain level of comfort um, and I go and I want to upgrade that. That sounds awesome. I always love those sorts of things of trying to like, you know, understand more and build more and push yourself more and stuff like that. And I'm all about that. So if you need any help, you know, me and Larry are, and have a wonderful community as well to help as well. Yeah, um, for sure. So I wanted to ask you both something, um, and it's kind of uh, in, inspired from the fact that Larry, you said you're from Lithuania, you currently live in the UK. Anna, you're from Uruguay, uh, and I just kind of alluded to the fact that you're potentially moving to Europe. Um, my grandparents were immigrants from Ireland and they moved over here and um, my mother was born over here and I was born over here. But I always have a strong connection of like where I'm from in Ireland, which is a bit weird because I wasn't actually born there, but I have a very strong um, familial connection. Uh, and the UK is always known as, uh, or has previously been known as this place where, um, you know, bring people, you know, your refugees, your, um, your sick, you know, everyone can come to England and have a better life. Kind of like the, the idea of the, the states, you know, um, the, the, in the pursuit of happiness sort of thing. Uh, but there is also like a flip side to it. And it's like people that um, don't like people coming to different countries and taking jobs and things like that. So I kind of want to ask, seeing as you're both from other countries and then moving, potentially moving to different countries or Larry moving over here. What are your thoughts on um, living in the UK uh, or living anywhere and being a non-native to that country and how people have interacted with you both positively and maybe negatively on in business or in life? Do you have any thoughts on that? Larry, you go first. <laughs> Quite a few, to be fair, as yeah. you, you probably can expect. Um, well, first of all, uh, my approach is that uh, wherever you are, uh, especially when, when you're not home, you, you have to respect local um, local culture, local customs. And uh, uh, I feel that uh, I do that. Uh, therefore, I do not encounter many issues. But uh, at the same time, people who don't know me and then just see me, uh, hear me speak in English, uh, they, they hear that I'm a foreigner because of uh, certain 
preconceptions that, that people uh, may have, um, they just consider me oh, yet another foreigner. Yeah. Um, so so uh, it is just the feel, but I try to avoid those people and and, and surround myself with people who who appreciate for who I am rather than uh, where I'm from. Uh, and then the, I think I did find that community, especially this uh, this uh, last year or so, um, that uh, it is definitely a multinational community, despite uh, of where they live. Uh, uh, they they do appreciate uh, they do appreciate others for what they do, and uh, the other side, of course, of this community is that people are striving to get better. So as Anna was just saying, that uh, you reach a certain level and then you look for the next step to to upgrade to to get better. Yeah. Um, but uh, there is the other side, if, especially if you live abroad. Uh, you still have a feeling. Uh, you still have a feeling that you are foreigner, uh, yeah. and it's not necessarily that that it comes um, uh, even despite the the situation with people uh, looking at you for for what your accent is or and, yeah. and such like. Uh, but it is different. It, it doesn't doesn't feel. Uh, although it is my home, but it doesn't feel quite. Homely, yeah. I, I would yeah. describe that as. So, uh, I have been in the UK getting close to sixteen years now, yeah. uh, and uh, uh, and I do I do miss the the miss where I come from, my my childhood, uh, teenagehood uh, uh, places, uh, yeah. and then the, when I was visiting uh, the last time. I just visited quite a few of those places, met a few friends. It was really, really refreshing to to have that. So, uh, yeah, uh, yeah uh, overall, the feeling being foreigner, you, you are still a foreigner, whatever happens. Um, but it's just how comfortable you make it for yourself. So it may be as good. I'm not complaining about the conditions. I've got a good job. Uh, yeah. uh, I'm enjoying what I do. I can speak the language. Uh, I can understand people, what they're saying. Um, the but it's still not quite home. Yeah, that's just my thinking. Yeah, I, and that's kind of one of the reasons I wanted to ask is because because I I have an English accent and because I'm white and because I'm a male, I kind of have this privilege, and it's always good to try and reflect on the people that may not have that sort of privilege and to try and understand the struggles a bit more and understand those sorts of things because it, it's not um it it's it's still a nasty side of this world that i don't like um and i try and talk to people and, and you know get get through the fact that you know we are one one race and one people and um why why be anything other than kind to people like you know what's what's the purpose yeah it's uh it is the the unspeciality, the psychology of people, yeah. <laughs> the psychology of people. But uh, I do agree with you. Is is being kind always uh, always helps, uh, and then the being unkind or protective sometimes or closed down, whichever way it may may be or sound. I mean, uh, 
we're all immigrants of some of some direction you know we've all come from different places we've all settled here and we've all settled there i you know it's it's one of those things so so anna do you expect what's what's your expectation in uh, in your up and coming move um i want to talk a bit about my previous uh the place of living because i i was uh a year, a year and a month living in Peru, and that for me was a very great experience. It was like a, a growth experience. Um, but I, I don't find, I didn't find there that I was like um, segregated or people talked uh, behind me about where I'm from or why I'm performing this role. Is for me it was more. Uh, challenge because I needed to adapt to a culture that's very different from my culture, and they the Peruvians have a lot of um, traditional and yeah traditional roles that I don't agree so much. So I I, I wanted to fight some battles that were in mine, and that was a nightmare. Uh, but I did enjoy, I did have a great time. I'm not sure what, what to expect for the upcoming trip, for the upcoming relocation. Um, I also don't know when that's going to happen. We need COVID to get, get over, to, 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 to end. I think we uh, all need COVID to end. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, um, I don't know what to expect. I think that that maybe I, I'm like I I know I need to lower my expectations, but I'm expecting to uh, be a part of a community or a population that it's more like a acceptance that 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 it's more acceptance than Peru, for example, to to yeah. compare. But I don't have any clue what's going to happen. Yeah, well, it's it will. Yeah, it, I think you'll be fine in the Netherlands, um, if I can say that. <laughs> um, they're, they're very chilled over there. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what it is. They must put something in the water or in the cake, uh, but they're all very chilled. I uh, will get nice in trouble. trouble. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, Anna, you um, started a user group with one of uh, both of our favorite people in the world, Malin Martinez. Uh, tell me a little bit about the HR user group and why you set it up. Uh, we realized that we are usually HR, uh, it's uh, treated like a part of finance and operations. And Malin and I wanted to stand out and let people know that despite they are similar and HR sometimes works as a part of the solution, uh, we are like separated solutions that we solve different challenges. So we talked, we've been talking for a lot. Malene is my mentor since I started. Uh, I love her, he's, he's my mentor and my friend and she has been always there for me. Uh, so we've been talking a lot this year, past year, and we realized we needed to make something to unite the people that is around the solution. Um, we started, we, we didn't have much interaction. We, we do have a kickoff from our first meeting. We stopped for December and we're going to start again now that things are a bit um, settled. But the idea is to uh, unite cases and people are, uh, behind a solution to, to, to 
I don't know, bring more attention to it because, you know, HR doesn't have as much marketing as it should be, as, as it should have. So we're working on that. Yeah, I think it's really great as well because there are, I remember talking to someone that was the head of the AX, the finance and operations UG in the UK, and he kind of asked me once, he said, oh, how many people do you have at your, you know, CRM UG means? And I said, oh, somewhere between like 30 to 50 was like the maximum we had once, uh, but she usually somewhere between like 20 to, to 30, 35. And he went, wow, uh, we can't even get 12 people to our meetings. And I'm just like, well, AX is so much bigger. There's, there's so much of it. How does anyone know all those things? And that's why user groups try and came together to try and share that knowledge and talk about the difficulties that people have um, and I, I agree with you, HR is one that is just something not a lot of people are talking about and you need to understand these things and learn these things. So I think it's fantastic that you and Malin are doing this initiative. Thank you very much. So Larry, I um, I commented earlier that you are, you're actually in my phone as Larry Heart of the Badger um, in my phone. You're also wearing, we're also all wearing really awesome t-shirts today. I'm loving, I'm loving uh, Anna's parrot top and yours says, this is my human costume. I'm really a badger. Um, and I, I have a, I have a X, X-Men uh, Apocalypse War t-shirt on. Um, anyone who's listening to this and not watching the video. Um, so I, I mentioned a little bit about the bespoke badger, but I want to get it straight from the badger's mouth. What is the bespoke badger? Well, uh, it is uh, it is a community. It's, uh, uh, well, it, it has been started and named uh, by uh, by a very prominent and loud persona in, in our community, Chris Huntingford. Uh, but uh, then, after after a few uh, after a few meetings. Uh, he decided to uh, hand it over to me because I was always there at the beginning until the end. Propping up the bar. Uh, and uh, quite often I am to this day. Yeah. So uh, I am opening the, the badge every week, uh, the bespoke badge. Uh, but since uh, since then we, we have started uh, planning a few more things to happen with the badge. It, it, is, it is the community. So we, that's, that's the primary thing uh, and then the, when people ask what is it is it a place is it uh, is it uh, it is the it is the community it is the people who are actually coming in so so on yourself and then Matt uh, you do visit Badger uh, most of the nights uh, but but we do have quite a few others uh, and then one of them I, I cannot uh, miss Mentioning his elder uh, from the Netherlands, yeah. uh, and, and his wife Angelique, Angelique yeah. who are there uh, quite often, actually longer than I am. So, <laughs> um, some of it is conscious. Like some of it's, you know, they're not conscious for all of it. It's not. It's not even the point. <laughs> uh, it's, it's about arriving and then and then closing it down. Mm. Uh, but. Um, as you probably, uh, Matt, you you have um, you have mentioned in a few uh, notifications in the in social media saying that the badger is something that uh, 
that uh, has helped you. Uh, uh, and the uh, same, uh, I have not probably said that in that way, uh, but uh, it, it did help me a lot. It did help me a lot to, to actually find my place within this community. Uh, unlike uh, most of the rest of the of the Badger members, who are quite a lot of who are actually MVPs, Microsoft MVPs, uh, I'm not one and uh, not really getting there just because I do not really in the in the position where I'm interested in in posting uh, talking about the uh, things. Um, not not in the same way as, as quite a few people do, but I did find uh, I did find my place by being this kind of connect, connecting factor for this community within the budget, uh, and yeah. uh, I'm loving it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you said something really interesting there that there's a lot of MVPs there, and 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 there are, um, and MVPs are awarded for contributions to the community that Microsoft trying to look at and measure. I I would love it if they could measure the impact that you and the Badger have had on the community. I don't think that's measurable, I'm afraid, but um, as you kind of alluded to, I, it has been a place that has helped me. Um, it's been a place where I could come on a Thursday night and chat to all my friends around the world and just um you know it, it is it is a, a virtual pub it's a a place where we can come together and talk about anything that's going on and we can play pub games and and all that stuff and the community the people there are what bring people back week on week um you know it was created out of the idea that we can't all be together but we're not alone that we're still a community and we're still there for each other. Well, uh, although we're not together physically, but but we are together uh, in general. Yeah. Made me cry. Oh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I, I, I kind of thought I was beautiful. Happy tears. Happy tears. Happy tears. Um, because yeah, it, it gives us it gives us things that we can uh, somewhere where we can come together and and chat and and learn. So what um, what are the plans for the future of the Badger? Do you think? Well, uh, we have set up the uh, the website uh, for the Badger, uh, which still needs a lot of work uh, doing on uh, to to get going. Yeah. Uh, so that that was set up. Uh, literally just to cater for the Christmas party, but we have not managed to progress further since. Yes, we did do a Christmas party. That's uh, the most. Uh, but but we're planning to to get uh, to get further to expand the activities of the community to support the community, not just uh, being uh, coming to the pub for a chat uh, or a drink, uh, but uh, also uh, we have um, uh, we, there, there is a Badger gym group that, that is existing. Uh, there are Badger foodies. Uh, and, the, and we also plan to actually start uh, Badger tech talks. So yeah. the concept of which is a little bit like a music open mic setup and yeah. situation. So uh, come and talk about whatever you want to. 
uh, approach. Uh, yet again, it will take a little bit of setting up, but that's probably the closest thing that is coming to uh, uh, to happen, uh, going to happen fairly soon. Oh, I have a suggestion. Can we do it? Can we do like a a comedy open mic? Like one night we get up there and we tell jokes about like the power platform and Microsoft and stuff like that and see what see if people laugh at them. I, I think some of us would fail miserably. <laughs> well, it's, no, it's trying that's the most important thing. No, well, saying that, Matt, uh, uh, as I have observed you in the budget, you have been one of the funniest, not not most talkative, but one of the funniest people in there. So. Yeah. Uh, I like to think I'm a little bit like Silent Bob from like Clerks and Dogma. Like I don't say a lot, but what I say is important. <laughs> and yep. usually, so. Yes, exactly, it is. Exactly. Um, so, Anna, um, I first, uh, as I was going to say, I first learned of your existence. Um, I first saw you present at, uh, I think it was Summit EMEA last year. Um, you did a talk on HR. I think it was a pre-recorded talk, but I, I loved what you did. Um, and I started following you after that. Um, and then you sent me some messages um, about just like how how I was doing and like, you know, um, like really positive and really like, you know, doing things um, like saying really nice things, uh, which is always nice to hear. Um, but uh, your Twitter um, says you're a cheerleader for almost everything. And I don't think something sums you up more than that statement. So what do you mean by you're a cheerleader for almost everything? Um, I was um, I, I wasn't like this before, but last year when I uh, was in lockdown in Peru <coughs> alone, far away from my family, um, I realized that I needed to change my mindset. Um, so I decided I wanted to cheer people up, like um, be supportive to the community around me, because I did find that also in people around me. I started uh, talking to Malene and she started helping me and uh, it's it's like a way of paying back all the support that I was given at the beginning and I still uh, have at this moment. So I, it says almost everything because some I need to keep sense of reality sometimes. Okay. Uh, but yeah, if you, uh, it doesn't matter what you're gonna tell me, what you're go, what if you share a project with me, uh, I will cheer you up and try to make you feel great about it. And if you're open to listen to my opinion, that's great. And if you're not, I will support you anyway. So that's part of uh, my approach to life. Yeah, I, I really love that idea. And it, it's something that I try and echo myself. Um, you may notice sort of me on social media, it's a lot of retweeting people. And um, like with the UGs that we run, we try and give new people or, or, or different speakers a stage and a voice because it was something that was awarded to me. Um, and I always almost like pay it forward, uh, the film. Like I like the idea of I was given an opportunity it's my responsibility where I am now to give others, you know, an opportunity and give others a voice and give others a platform that they can talk on because um, I, I just feel like I have that responsibility. And that's what I really love about you is that it's not, it's just, yes, let's do this thing. Let's, you go do that thing. You're killing it. Um, 
you're always a friendly face to see in an audience when I'm joining, uh, you know, presentations and things like that. So I really love that about you. I think it's a really awesome trait. Thank you. But I, I must say that I'm not always this positive. I have my moments, my, my moments of darkness, of course. I try yeah. to manage them. I think I can manage them. But uh, yeah, most of the time I try to be happy and cheerful. Yeah, I mean, if you talk to my wife, um, we we constantly refer to me as glass half empty, uh, because I have the I have the innate ability to see the the darkness in every positive situation. You just won the lottery, yay! But now you have to pay loads of tax, boo, that sort of thing. So that's that's me all over. Um, so yeah, um, Larry, you're a big fan of cars, I believe. Yes, I am. Yeah. Um, one of the questions I've got is, I've just got a new car recently, and my car is filled with technology. I have like um, an induction charging mat for my phone. Um, it, it has like lane detection, so if I'm not indicating, it'll try and keep me in the same lane. It's got adaptive cruise control that can read signs and increase my speed. There's so much technology in this car I'm not even sure it really requires me behind the wheel a lot of the time. <laughs> so my question is going to be, I've seen people uh, like, uh, I think like Shane Young um, do things with like the Tesla API. It's like open cars using the power platform and things like that. Do you want to see more technology in cars or do you want to see more mechanical engineering coming back to cars? Well, actually I do want to see both. Okay. Uh, and then the, both uh, is is a kind of two-way street. I see cars generally being uh, every single car has got its own purpose. So the car that you have got, by the way, I have got very similar car in terms of technology, yeah. uh, with with pretty much um, all the all the fancy bits. Uh, but that for me is a is a family car uh, where we sit in, uh, we're all safe. Uh, and if someone tries to distract you by talking to you or uh, kids uh, shout at the back of the, in the back seats, um, then, uh, then the car has got that little bit, uh, more of protection for, for the accident that may, yeah. may happen. Um, does uh, it is also the driving does not drain the energy because driving actually is uh, is a is an energy draining exercise in general so for yeah. example if you do have to commute long distances and if you are in the car where you changing gear every other minute uh, where you uh, have to make sure that uh, that you're not bumping into the car in front if it is a traffic situation and all that <clears throat> Whereas, whereas these technology-driven cars, they, they do allow that little bit of reassurance. Going to the other side of it is uh, the mechanical engineering is when you actually want to enjoy the driving uh, for the sake of driving, uh, that is where mechanical engineering comes in. So uh, part of that uh, information kind of uh, piece of technology is uh, Really, modern mechanical engineering is is extremely expensive. Yeah, uh, but there is, there's still uh, some little gems to be found that are mechanical cars that, that still drive well and can be enjoyed. So, uh, 
just last year, uh, me and my friend we got a uh, we got an old car, uh, mechanical car. Uh, so, so the uh, the biggest piece of electronics that he has got is the electric windows. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> and uh, we we have uh, taken taken most of uh, of the weight out of that car. Uh, uh, did a bit of maintenance on that, and then took it to the track. So <laughs> okay. And that is one of the most fun things you can you can do, uh, considering for what the car is and then how you can enjoy it. I am not a fan of being of being uh, fast and uh, irresponsible on public roads, but I'm yeah. a fan of driving quickly where it is allowed. So uh, uh, yeah, that is that is my approach and look to uh, look at it. Uh, of course, yet again, part part of the Badger thing, uh, we have got uh, uh, people from the Badger who are uh, big fans of F1, uh, Formula One, and, and they do follow. And uh, although I consider myself being kind of knowing a little bit about it, but once I get to see how much others follow, I think, oh, I, I don't know much really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I uh, yeah I don't I'm not a I'm not really a car guy. Um, I when I got this car, even my wife was surprised. She's like, this is a really good car. You made a really good choice. I was like I was there like, just the the sales guy just called me and just said, do you want this car? And I went yeah, and just that was it essentially. I made sure it had the things that I wanted, but it was I didn't really look very hard at it. So. Um, I think yeah. From my perspective, uh, I, I do a lot of I did a lot of research before getting mine, yeah. uh, and uh, and uh, when I went in and I saw a car that had pretty much everything I wanted, uh, I said I want that one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think uh, just to say the question, uh, what is it, uh, uh, Anna, that you make uh, either very careful selections about if it would be cars or something else? Uh, I'm not sure the point you want to reach here. Well, pick one. <laughs> um, are you talking about the description? Well, you brought it in, not me. <laughs> <laughs> we have a few stories to tell you, Matt. Uh, uh, I don't know if you're ready for this, but okay. Um, you know I'm single. You know I'm single, right? Yeah. Well, we've been, we've been, I've been talking for this for a while because I'm reaching 30 in, in this year. So I'm trying to, um, starting to get a bit worried about it, all this stuff. So week, a uh, week ago, we created with Laurie a job description for a boyfriend. Okay. Uh, yeah. 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 Uh, it was it was very nice. Uh, the only thing that I forgot to add is that one of the requirements is to be a single. The person should be single. So yes. it was all wrong. Okay. Well, it it, uh, it actually started quite interesting because uh, uh, we were just chatting with Anna, and Anna she's raising that concern quite a lot now because he, she definitely <laughs> is. Uh, is worried about getting old. 
uh, which which uh, is still a youngster in, in our community. Yeah, um, but but then but then we kind of came out with why don't we create a job description for for a boyfriend and and uh, we put a structure to it and then requirements and what uh, what uh, kind of the job entails and uh, what it offers. Previous experience? Um, no. Qualifications? No. Okay. No, we do, we don't want to check previous experiences no. because you never know what happened there. Yeah, I actually asked. Like you know, call up an ex, find out you know, are they really a no? Yeah, actually, there was a specific point in that to uh, that uh, that will not be checked for the benefit of both parties. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Exactly. Yeah. Oh. Um, it so. was uh, it was really fun exercise that uh, yeah uh, no but uh, but taking it to a bit more serious point is, is uh, what uh, uh, what are your interests Anna? Um, my, one of my main interests is photography. I love taking pictures. Um, I mostly take pictures about uh, nature and architecture. Um, the city I'm living in right now, Montevideo, has lots of like old classic buildings that are a bit um, not, I don't know how you say it, but not so uh, in a good shape. Yeah. So, so they are, uh, that are the, 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 uh, the buildings that I love to take pictures at, the ones that are just a minute to fall. So, yeah. Yeah, um, and I also like to take pictures at the like the sunset or the dawn. It doesn't matter. Uh, the sun for me is very important, so yeah. that's my one of my main interests. Well, I'm not I'm not applying for the job um, because I, I already I have a permanent job, uh, but I quite like photography as well. Um, and I, I I was I entered into a photography competition at my old work. And I just decided to, because I, again, I like to take pictures of nature, I would just go off walking in a random direction and try and find something. And I, like five minutes from where I worked, walked down near a railway yard and there was a building right next to this railway that was all derelict and the roof was falling in. And I'm here like, oh, this is a great idea to climb inside this derelict building and start taking photographs. <laughs> At lunchtime, while nobody knows where I am, um, so I did that. Uh, but yeah, I love to take I love to take photographs and stuff like that. But um, it's one of those things of just, <clears throat> unfortunately, with everything going on, I've just not been able to get out and to do stuff. But it has made me appreciate some of the things that are on my doorstep. Um, so like I live right on the cusp of a county park, so um, I we kind of walk down there occasionally. There's a duck pond. And we walked off to um, a random direction and it was just beautiful just there's fields and there's like waterfalls and there's like streams and there's all sorts and we'd lived here for like two years at this point and never realized the beauty that we could see and we could photograph on our doorstep until we were essentially trapped here um, so uh, yeah I'm really interested to read the job description so um, I'm definitely <laughs> I'm definitely going to have to get a copy of this job description. I'll have to send it around some uh, some recruiters for you as well. Um, 
I am a bit embarrassed to share it. Uh, we didn't decide yet if we, if, we, if we're gonna share it. Like, I don't know, Laurie, what do you think? Well, it is entirely up to you. It, it really <laughs> depends uh, what what you're asking for because if you don't put description out, you 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 not uh, uh, you may get the wrong people for the job. <laughs> yeah. So, but for me, it's like opening a lot about myself and what I want. I will share it with you, Matt, for sure. Yeah. Uh, you'll have a good laugh. I won't laugh. <laughs> and and now you're lying. No, no. Um, but I think that's an awesome idea. Like like retaking something and um, like molding it to what you need it to be. That's like a, a great way to reevaluate. And by writing things down as well, you can process and understand if these things are important or if they're not important. So I think that's great for, for personal growth anyway. Yeah, I, I, I realized when I was creating the job description, I realized I I never thought what I really wanted. Um, Larry, one of the things that Larry helped, uh, helped, helped me to create was what was what I was offering. So, and to be very sincere with that. So it was a very fun exercise, to be honest. By, by the fun. way, that's a great job, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Whose idea was this? I, I don't know. I think it was uh, very much, very much close uh, nearby. Uh, Anna, I think, started uh, kind of listing requirements as we were chatting. And then I said, why don't you create a, a, a job description? <laughs> and then uh, she put one together. I said, no, that's not quite right formatted. The for formatting is all wrong. You have to you have to describe what the job role offers to to whoever's going to take that on as well, not just the requirements. Uh, so so she put that together and it does look like uh, definitely does look like uh, a job role, uh, yeah. but a great job role. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think any candidate would be lucky to get that job role. Thank oh, you yeah. very much. Thank you. Um, OK, so um, we'll bring this to a close um, before we do. Uh, do you guys have anything that you'd like to advertise? So, Anna, are you speaking at any upcoming events or is there any stuff for the HR user group you want to talk about? The only thing that I want to share is thank you very much for having me here. Uh, I'm very grateful for being part of this uh, podcast, video, I don't know how you call the format. Uh, and you just feel free to check my webpage where is everything I, be, I will be involved in. I'll put all the links to your web pages and everything uh, in the description, and people have it. Um, all right, are you giving your first talk? Hold on. Oh, hold on. And also for the job description, you can reach that link. <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll, uh, yeah. Sorry. Okay. Um, Larry, are you giving your? I mean, you spoke at um, the certification Saturday, so that's not your first talk. But are you giving a talk at um, Stretch Summit by any chance? Uh, I am. Uh, I am giving a talk, uh, and actually quite unusual topic is just because I've got experience, a little bit of experience about it, and it is about uh, um, accessibility needs of people. Uh, so I, I have encountered uh, a few, a few people in my experience within the uh, desktop support uh, role, and then uh, working with the dynamics. 
and the elements of that. And uh, uh, I just want to share and, and, and uh, show the community uh, how, uh, what sort of challenges uh, uh, people with disabilities um, encounter and uh, how much, uh, uh, how many, how they develop actually different sort of abilities yeah. that surpass most of the able people's uh, uh, thing, things, what they what they are able to do, what they can do, how they think even. Yeah. Uh, so that's, uh, that is going to be my, my presentation. That's awesome. Uh, that's actually been something that's been on my mind. Um, it, it's almost like I researched this and knew that you were talking about that. Um, because I've so, I've just talked to Mark Christie about accessibility for Scottish Summit and how uh, they made all the slides accessible to people um, with annotations and stuff. And I just tweeted today about my pet peeve on hashtags where people don't title chase hashtags which means that people with screen readers may find it really hard to read. Uh, and I do remember as well, a friend of mine talking about accessibility and dynamics and having a high contrast theme that people that had problems with uh, their eyesight could switch on. And they they worked with someone with a, um, with a disability like that to try and create the, the perfect theme. Um, and I think that's awesome. I'm definitely, I'm, I'm definitely going to watch your talk, man. So uh, yeah, uh, I, that's one to look forward to. Uh, and I'll put the link uh, to Scratch Summit in the description. Um, but yeah, thank you guys both very much for speaking to me. Uh, it's been a pleasure and I've got to know you a little bit better. Um, so yeah, thank you very much, guys. Thank you, Matt. Thank yeah, you. Thanks for having us. No worries. Bye. Bye. And that was today's show. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you want to stay up to date with all my latest goings on, you can check out my blog d365geek.co.uk. You can follow me on YouTube, youtube.com forward slash Matt Collins Jones. You can find me on Twitter at d365geek. And I hope you stay tuned for the next episode. Ciao for now.